since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. If I just shot out pink ones, then I'd be extra loved by everyone. I could check out Mars. It's probably boring, but I could check it out anyway. You could go there. The point is you could go. I saw Stonehenge. I'm seeing Mars. (laughs) Abracadabra, feel my one, bitch. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And on this episode, if you're looking at the title and think I've spelt it wrong, no, it is magic with a C and a K, because we are doing a magical episode this time, because we're doing the Wikipedia page for Magic Thelma. Abracadabra, hocus pocus, Thelma. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is Thelma? Is Uh, it a person? No, I know. That's what I thought too. Because I thought it was a stripper when you first told me this page. (laughs) Magic Thelma. It's the prequel to Magic Mike. (laughs) That could be the romantic story of the Mm. year. Mike meets Thelma. She left Louise to become a stripper. That's it. They're doing chick versions of all these different movies these days. Why not do a chick version of Magic Mike? Magic Thelma. You mean like striptease? But no, good one. Ah, Okay. Garth, I want porn. Can you just make porn for me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it turns out the internet's full of that, actually. Probably some Thelma's in there, too. And I will never say the sentence, Garth, can you make porn for me? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? Because I kind of anticipated this, and it's taken a lot of time and effort and editing and filming. Had to get the lights just right. There's a lot of optical illusions to make my wang seem bigger. Took four years in film school just to figure out exactly how to make it big enough. I shaved it and everything. That's right. I found the small woman possible I made every object in the room like a miniature version for some reason there's a Shetland pony walking in the background I don't touch it it's just there for making me look bigger all so that you could see my wang and you're just telling me that's not gonna happen no it's not gonna happen all right well check out YouTube guys Yeah, it's the new video we're going to upload, so subscribe to the YouTube channel to check that out. I guarantee you it'll probably be hilarious. <laughs> Quick, before it gets taken down. Yes. We'll announce when we're putting it up there so you can all have the page. <laughs> Don't refresh, it'll disappear. So yeah, we're doing magic with a C and a K. That's the other reason it looks like it's a porn too, doesn't it? Because yeah. most pawns, I don't know if they're very big on spell check. Because it could be Magic K Thelma. Oh, Cthelma. <laughs> or it could be Maggie CK, like Louis CK, but Maggie CK Thelma. 
Or it could be mag ick. Generally, when I'm looking at porn, if the word ick is in the title, I know I'm going to be in on it. <laughs> That's my shit right there. I like ick porn. I press play and I go, ew, ick. Hey, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, we're doing the page for magic in brackets, Thelma. Now, what is Thelma? Thelma is, as best I can tell, it's like a religion. Like a religion or is a religion? Yeah, that's why I said like religion. I don't really know. That's what we're here to find out. It's educational for all of us. It's something to do with the occult and it's also something to do with magic and it's also something to do with philosophy. And when I read Thelma, I'm like, I thought you had the same reaction. Like, Thelma? Can you call a religion Thelma? But I mean, Thelma is a name. So I guess you can call a chick Thelma. Why can't you call a religion Thelma? Well, it says they do ritual magic. Yeah, like make sacrifices and stuff. At the side here, it says Thelma. I'm trying to look to see if it actually says what it is. The Book of the Law. Definitions. All right, so this is definitions for magic. I'm going to call it magic, which... Is it pronounced magic? It's pronounced magic. The reason there's a K is because the guy who founded Thelma... (laughs) Wasn't someone called Thelma, though? No! But that's an actual name, so that's what's always throwing me about this. Because when you're saying magic Thelma, I'm thinking of a person. Yeah, no, it's a religion, (laughs) sort of. But why can't you call it Thelma? That's a name. Uh, Names are for people and hurricanes. Uh, well, they could conjure up one with their magic, but Thelma was founded by Alistair Crowley, who spelt it with a K and a C. But he spelt his name with a C. He does. No K. He spelt it that way because that's the way he decided it was spelt. It's a more magical way to spell it. It is. It's an old timey way to spell. I think that's how it was spelt a long time ago. Does like magical have like six L's then? Oh yeah. And a V in there too. <laughs> a couple of X's. You can never have too many X's. X's do make a word look cool. Don't they? They make them look more. I don't know, extreme. <laughs> extreme does look better if they drop the E and emphasize the X. Because then it's extreme. Because X gonna give it to you. <laughs> well, we're really delving deep on how to pronounce words this episode. Right from the start, we're looking at like magic with a C and a K and Thelma. <laughs> okay, so we're two words into the actual site. Okay, they got three books of the occult philosophy. So, so this that says is all, a lot about them. It's somehow related to demon worshipping. I don't really know. Didn't really read it. Because this is how I prepare for things. Okay. Okay, so, and he says, magic is the science of understanding oneself and one's conditions. It is the art of applying that understanding in action. So, this guy has invented a religion which says there's magic, and they have spells. And, and he it, can prove it, obviously. Well, I'd assume so. <laughs> you wouldn't put it on Wikipedia. You wouldn't start a whole religion if you couldn't prove your magic worked, right? You can't have a whole religion founded on lies. No one's ever done that before. No religion has ever done that before on any level. It wouldn't be a religion. They just simply wouldn't let it happen. (laughs) Okay, so it was all started by this Alistair Crowley, who kind of looks like Uncle Fester if you go to his Wikipedia page. He does! He looks like Uncle Fester if he was on death row. This guy's been found guilty of something by the looks of him. He's like a more disturbed Uncle Fester, and that's saying a lot. I think it's the bow tie. That makes you look way more loony. This is a guy who was around in... around 1900. Um, We're talking about the Adams family too, if you haven't got the reference by now. Do people still know the Adams family? I don't no. Our age, I mean, every girl wanted to be Christina Ricci, so... Yeah, I mean, they had the movies when we were growing up, yeah, but, but they haven't was... really done anything since the movies. Yeah, so we were kind of the last people who actually watched any Adam's Family anything. And it wasn't really that great. No, it wasn't. It was the birth of Emo and Goth. Which I'm surprised it hasn't actually made a comeback with that. How come the Emos and Goths haven't brought it back? There's gonna be some hipsters who love it. I don't think they have Emos and Goths anymore. Mm. It died with them. They had a hand. Sometimes it was in a box, but in the movies it would just run around. That's where I think we got the better version because in the TV show they always had to work
work around the fact that the hand could never leave the box. Yeah, but it came up in different boxes. So you knew it moved around. But in our movies, we got to see him running. Yeah, so Alistair Crowley is the guy who started this whole thing. Now, this guy is an interesting man. He is an English occultist ceremonial magician. Ceremonial magician. Only in ceremonies does he magic. He has five children. What? He has children, five. There are little Crowleys around. Which is funny because the little reading I did do said that uh, he was gay and he had syphilis. Did Rose Kelly know about any of these things? Uh, that was his spouse. Oh, wait. Married, 1903. Divorced, 1909. Yeah, she knew. <laughs> <laughs> Other than he had Maria Sanchez. I'm going to go out on a limb and say she might be Mexican. Yeah, she just wanted a green card. He was happy with that because he was gay. That worked out fine. They seemed happy with that. And that was 1929 till, I guess, still. But he's dead. So. I'm sure he's dead. <laughs> well, he died in 1947. So, yeah. At the age of 72. That's all right. So, yeah. Other than being a ceremonial magician, he's also a poet, a painter, a novelist, and mountaineer. Wouldn't you love to have that on your resume? <laughs> Is there a lot of calling for mountaineers these days? Not really. If you're climbing a mountain now, it's because you want to have an achievement in your life. Like, back then, I guess there were mountains that hadn't been climbed and people were willing to pay them to do it. We'd have Mount Everest. What yeah. if you're a person who hung out down the bottom of Mount Everest and just led people up there? Made yeah. sure they didn't die. Well, first off, I would end up killing everyone. But if you go to Mount Everest to climb it, you want a Sherpa. You want one of those local guys who can just sort of cartwheel along the mountain and he's just happy and fine and can deal with the altitude. You don't want some hippie surfer from California telling you, all right, bro, we're going to get up the cliff now. Like, no, I, I want a little guy I can barely understand. What if Uncle Fester was trying to get you up Mount Everest? It looks like he's trying to get you up there to sacrifice you. <laughs> yeah. I don't think- Which he does about- do ritual sacrifices. <laughs> you have to do magic there because it's a ritual. And it probably is more powerful at the top of Mount Everest. Of course it is. It's closer to heaven there. Though, do they believe in heaven? No, if they're demon worshippers, that's the whole wrong direction. Yeah, you need to be like gullies, dude. Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah, what's the opposite of Mount Everest? You need a submarine. <laughs> But yeah, no, he was a mountaineer. And what he did was he failed to climb K2, which, you know, K2? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's called K2 because it's pronounced Kenjinjunga. It'd be funny to see some guy going like, ooh, I've discovered this awesome mountain. I call it K1. Ooh, I found a better one. K2. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's Alistair Crowley. He looks creepy. He's a creepy dude. I may have nightmares tonight after seeing that. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so this creepy Uncle Fester guy decided that magic was real and he could prove it. Did he? What do you think? Think no, otherwise we probably wouldn't be doing this page. Well, we might. There might be a happy ending. Who knows? We'll have to stay tuned to find out. So let's have a look into this magic that he claims. Well, they have paranormal effects here. He's very good at this because it, straight away he says paranormal effects, but magicians and mystics, you know, they've done that stuff before. So I just dismiss it to begin with. It's useless. I mean, it's just illusions, you know, but my magic is real. I don't want my magic <clears throat> to be confused with the rants and ravings of a madman. <laughs> he doesn't want his thing to be confused fused with rants and ravings of a madman. Exactly. Wow. So you have to understand it's his truth. So paranormal effects, none. But even so, he recognized the paranormal effects and magical powers have some level of value for the individual. I don't know what that means. <laughs> even the evil germs of matter may alike become useful and good. That's a quote. It sounds like he was just saying a bunch of gibberish Confucius shit. Yeah, <laughs> like an English Uncle Fester Confucius. Yeah. That's exactly how that sounds. And he he looks crazy, so I can't believe that anyone bought this. And that quote is from a book Crowley wrote called Magic Without Tears. It's like Johnson & Johnson's No More Tears shampoo <laughs> for magic. That implies that magic normally has tears. 
<laughs> is that, is that... Well, his first book was called Magic, It Will Really Hurt. <laughs> Crying Magic. This is kind of like, you know, how they have that Listerine normal strength and then you get like the weaker Listerine for the people who can't handle it. Diet Listerine, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Diet Magic. Either that or he's figured out how to actually do magic without unicorn tears. Because, <laughs> I mean, anyone can do magic if they have unicorn tears. <laughs> That's just too easy. All right, next is Techniques of Magic. And this is fun because it's telling us all the different spells. I'm going to call them spells. I don't care what he calls them. All his different spells. Banishing. It does say here, sex magic. Whoa. All right, let's just jump to that. Forget everything else. <laughs> what do you Wait, got there is me? a Wikipedia page for sex magic. I see you found my Wikipedia page. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. On this episode, we're doing sex magic. Uh, uh. Abracadabra, feel my wand, bitch. Uh, yeah, ignore the title. We're doing this now. Yeah, this, this is the real thing. I like that there's a guy straight up. Pascal Beverly Randolph. See, he takes a better photo than that other guy. But he yeah. kind of looks like a porn star. Yes, a black and white start of the 1900s sex magic guy. He He's got his hair slicked back and shit. He looks like the Ron Jeremy of his time. <laughs> That's Ron Jeremy before he got fat. <laughs> This is when he was doing it for, like, the art. All right, this sounds like some, like, creepy Western Kama Sutra stuff. Hey, Alistair Crowley's on this as well. Ew. <laughs> Masturbatory or autosex magical techniques were taught by Alistair Crowley. <laughs> he taught people how to jerk off. You wouldn't think that's something you'd need, like... I can understand. I know that girls have these, like... You can get, like, a blowjob class where they teach girls, like, oh, this is how you can give a good blowjob. That makes sense. <laughs> but rocking up, <laughs> buying a ticket, seeing the ad... And his photos on the ad with a big thumbs up <laughs> he's like hey want to jerk off better yeah I do want to improve my technique of masturbation I'm gonna sign up I hope there's a sign up sheet which I can put my name on in public that everyone can read <laughs> I'm gonna go proudly with my face exposed into this show that's gonna teach me how to jerk off well the thing is is when it says masturbation techniques when it says magical masturbation techniques I'll be like that's weird and they spelt it with a C and a K, so that's even weirder. It's a weird. Why is there a K? It's short for the KY that you're about to use. That's magic. It'll get you right in there. I think it's technically like, you know, Fruit Loops, how they spell fruit F-R-O-O-T. Because there's no fruit in it legally. Yeah, no fruit in it. There's no magic in his religion legally, so they had to spell it different. <laughs> but we can claim it's magic. Because <laughs> that's not a real thing. I like the idea of everyone leaving his masturbatory seminar and being like, well, that was an hour and a half of a guy jerking off. <laughs> guy who tried to lead me up Mount Everest. Is that why he wanted us up there? Mind you, if you could jerk off on Mount Everest, that would be a kind of magic. It'd be so cold if you can find it. So he's like a mountaineer and a masturbator. Apparently you can be both. <laughs> <laughs> he was a go-getter. I just really enjoy the view. Like, really enjoy the view. <laughs> like, really. I felt like I was jizzing on all the world. Because <laughs> technically you are. Standing at the top of Mount Everest going, I could bukkake the whole world from here. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Got my balls over all of yours. Masturbatory magic. Ta -da! <laughs> Start adding that to your repertoire. <laughs> You're all alone. So if he was up there jerking off and then he just goes, look, no hands, and it's still jerking itself off, I would be kind of impressed. You would be impressed. And then when he comes, like streamers come out. <laughs> and it makes like a kazoo sound. <laughs> Like, at what point? How much needs to happen until you actually want to learn how to do this? <laughs> 
Like, what would have to come out and what trick would have to be involved for you to go, I'd pay 50 bucks to go to a seminar in public to learn how to do that? I would hope it was a discreet seminar. <laughs> <laughs> no, huge billboards. Your name flashes on them as well. Or what's worse is you're the only one who bought the ticket. So it's just you watching a guy jerk off and he's looking right at you. <laughs> So you can do it too if you want. Nah, I'm cool. I want to see your technique. No, 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 no. Look at here. Let me show you. All right. Well, now I'm being jerked off by a guy. <laughs> to be fair, it does feel rather magical. <laughs> Ooh, how did he do that? <laughs> if it was anything like old school magic, like, you know, like Harry Houdini and all that, whenever they do their trick, they'd like put them in the chamber all locked up and then they just put this curtain over it and like somehow they get out and people thought that that was entertainment. It was back in those days. So maybe he was like, all right, this is magical magic masturbatory stuff okay glory hole <laughs> you can't see what I'm doing okay it's magic don't look behind the curtain I swear I'm not even touching you it feels like you're touching me it's magic I would like to see the behind the magic version of that remember <laughs> that show with the guy in the mask <laughs> it shows him like sneak off behind to go behind the curtain and just start jerking a dude off and you're like oh that's how it's done wow I, that's a good secret that would have been perfect too because what I loved about the announcer on that show as he narrated everything he was the sleaziest prick ever and anytime like there was the assistant who was doing like a walk or a dance to distract everyone he'd say something slimy like and while he's in there unlocking that the assistant is doing a dance and distracting them and doing a great job at it <laughs> it's like you are jerking off watching this right now so that makes sense hey that came out in the 90s that was perfectly acceptable back then <laughs> Oh, God. Trigger warnings. <laughs> okay, does it make it better or worse that the guy jerking you off now has a mask? <laughs> I don't know is my answer. I don't know. I might say without the mask would be better and then see him without the mask and go, no, put it back on. Even though it's a masculine looking mask and the guy's clearly a guy, there's still the possibility, right, behind that mask. What if they take off the mask and it's the beautiful assistant? <gasps> Ta-da! That would be the magic trick. <laughs> I'm down for that. But they announced to you that they did the trade-off after you after. had a you yeah, you see, it's like you know how they palm coins while they were cleaning it with the towel. It palmed the towel and somehow turned into the other person. It's misdirected while you were sitting there wondering if you were gay. <laughs> oh we did God. the changeover. If you thought you were gay, oh, it's the assistant. Oh, sweet, you got jerked off. Ta-da, it was really a guy who jerked <laughs> you off. You saw the hair on the knuckles. Shut up. You loved it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so after teaching people how to wank. They have heterosexual magic. Which, okay, this sounds like something I need to know. <laughs> yeah, imagine like you and Ali are in the bedroom having sex with Uncle Festa standing there just going, all right, now this is how we do this trick. He grabs like your wang and positions it. <laughs> and I'd be there like, okay, I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm gonna, and Ali's like, no, let him finish. <laughs> Something's happening. <laughs> 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 Alright, so there's apparently magical sex. But then the next one, let's just keep the magic rolling. Anal intercourse magical <laughs> techniques. Oh, yeah, that's where you just like stick it up her ass and go, ta-da! <laughs> Abracadabra! <laughs> the magic is that you managed to convince her to put it in there. It's an illusion. You thought this was going to be great. Ah, misdirection. <laughs> you know how I told you I put a finger in there? Look, no hands! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a scam though, doesn't it? Honey, I got this great magic sex trick. Ooh, magic sex, I'm interested. All right, now I'm gonna put this in your butt. No, 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 I don't. No, no, it's magic. Abracadabra, hocus pocus. Let me put this in the butt. <laughs> It's where you try and like convince her. You go, there's plenty of room. Look, I can pull a rabbit out. 
<laughs> yeah, the, the, the tied together handkerchiefs. <laughs> Getting progressively more covered in poo. <laughs> Bunch of doves fly out. <laughs> and then you go, look out the window. And you're standing out the window. She looks back and it's your assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you've been a great audience. I'll see you at the divorce hearing. <laughs> Though I think if you stick anything up there and it disappears, you should probably see a doctor. <laughs> yes, it's vanished. Remember that thing I put up there? It's gone. Can you get it out of me? It's disappeared. <laughs> Don't worry, it'll reappear in a couple of days. <laughs> if it's a coin in the toilet, you'll just hear this like ping. And you're like, ta-da! <laughs> be funny when it gets to that segment, because it says that that's class number 11. 8, 9, and 11. I don't know what the other ones are. <laughs> so you've stuck it out this far. <laughs> you brought your girlfriend along, and you're just like, I'm ready to leave. And she's like, yeah, all right. And they go, anal magic. And you're well, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sweetie, sit the fuck down. <laughs> well, I mean, we did pay for the whole course, right? Because we've all been to those courses or something where, like, three weeks in, you're like, I know I paid for the whole thing, but this is kind of stupid, and and I kind of prefer just sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> so it'd be like that. Yeah, you sat through jerking off. If you've gone through seven lessons <laughs> and then you rock up, okay, well, what are we going to learn about magic today? We're going to learn how to jerk off, everyone. <laughs> if you're still in after that, they'd have to say that anal's at the end, like, to let you know. It's coming, guys. So that was a headliner. It said anal magic. <laughs> and so that's why you showed up and you sat through the jerking off and the heterosexual. Because, yeah, it's not till you get in there. They're like, no, no, you need to have this base level knowledge. <laughs> the real question is, nine is heterosexual 11 is intercourse what's 10 what wedges between those two <laughs> what exactly are you teaching these people <laughs> it's also anal but it's not magical <laughs> <laughs> fundamentals for anal so professor hugh urban wrote a book uh, i think he wrote the book the book of the law which might have been the crowley guy again the mm. book of the law what kind of a title is that <laughs> it says solves the sexual problem completely I didn't know there was a sexual problem did you have a problem? oh yeah massive sexual problem I, I couldn't describe it I couldn't I'm hoping this guy does <laughs> well here we go each individual has an absolute right to satisfy his sexual instinct notice the his <laughs> I'm on board so far <laughs> yeah because we're talking about people <sighs> has the absolute right to satisfy his sexual instinct as is physiologically proper for him the one injunction is to treat all such acts as sacraments. One should not eat as the brutes, but in order to enable one to do one's will. I don't know what, don't go down on them, I think he's saying, but just do what you want. The same applies to sex. One must use every faculty to further the one object of our existence. So he's saying like, you know, when you throw down, go all out, dude. <laughs> you do you. Yeah, you got to bring it proper, man. Don't come weak with that weak game. I mean, if I was going to join a cult, it would be one of the horny ones. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to rock up to one of those cults and then be like, the leader's married to all the women and all the guys are just there to serve. <laughs> no. I'd also want to see the girl to guy ratio because I don't want to walk in there and go, it's kind of a sausage fest in here. In oh. a sex cult, it's important to have some chicks. Especially if they're going to start like lightening the rules and like, no, 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 it's free love. So anyone can have absolute right to satisfy your sexual instinct. So you're in this cult and a guy's like, hey, I want to have sex with you. Oh, I'm not really. Don't deny my absolute right. <laughs> this just got weird. I was hoping to do that to women. This isn't fun. I think the best pitch that I could get to join a cult is if a good looking girl comes up and says, hey, do you want to join our sex cult? We got hundreds of members and we could really use a guy. 
<laughs> I like this. <laughs> I, like I like this. I remember an Adam Sandler CD in the 90s had a little sketch about a guy joining a cult because there's a cute girl who was in the cult and he's trying to convince his friend to come with him. He's just like yelling at him like, come on, man, join a cult with me. Come on. Remember you wanted to watch the sports the other night? I'll let you watch that. Come join a cult with me. He's uh-huh. like, well, you're just going for that girl. Are there other girls? Possibly. And if not, she could recruit some. <laughs> See, if you rock up to the sausage fest and you're like, well, I've already paid the deposit. Uh-huh. You just have to like go around recruiting. That sounds like just picking up girls. I was hoping the cult was doing that for me. <laughs> That's the whole point. Yeah. I like that. the point joining a cult. No one goes to the club that's full of guys. You're supposed to do this job for me. If you went to a cult and didn't get laid, you wasted your time. Yeah, that's not the point of a cult. I'd consider (coughs) drinking the fruit punch if everyone else did. If that was like the cult. Like you rock up and it's just nonstop sex for as long as you can last. And then they're like, all right, now we're all going to like kill ourselves. And that way we'll ascend to a higher place. I'd be like, yeah, cool. I had a good run. (laughs) Not going to get much better than this. I'll take my chances with the spaceship. Wait, you're all going? Yeah, I'll. I'll go too. Whatever you guys do, I'm doing too. This sounds fun. Did you hear of the Heaven's Gate people? Uh, that's one of the committed suicide people. Yeah, everyone committed suicide except for one guy. Was he the leader? No, he wasn't the leader. The leader committed suicide. Oh! But he left one guy in charge to just tell people about the story. Alright, because you need a witness. Like to say, no, 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 it wasn't a mass suicide. They all ascended to heaven so the aliens could take him away. Yeah, and this guy believes that these guys are on a spaceship with aliens. But he didn't go with them. No, he actually feels bad that he didn't get to go. I don't know how genuine it is. <laughs> That's one of those, like, for public appearances, like, if you want to keep getting booked on, like, talk shows, you have to be kind of bummed about yeah. it. But in private life, he probably comes home, he's like, God damn, I'm so glad. I dodged a bullet there. <laughs> there was a one in a hundred chance of this happening. I am so lucky right now. The whole time I was thinking this guy was nuts. <laughs> He's probably the guy who changed his mind last minute. And th- it's probably everyone else drank the poison and he was like, actually, I'm not going to do this. Oh, no, 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 no. They told me I don't want to seem like a coward. <laughs> I don't want to be that idiot who joined a suicide cult and didn't commit suicide. That would make me look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me tell you about masturbatory magic. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon when you hear that, a circle jerk is about to happen. <laughs> When you mix the occult and like people chanting and stuff comes up mm-hmm. a lot, you'd imagine that a circle jerk would be kind of what they're talking about. Okay, I'm good. Uh, is there any actual sex magic on this? Um, I'm just looking for tips now. Uh, Maria de Nalawaska. That one. There's a bit of writing on her and it's a chick, so she must know. A Russian occultist, mystic author and journalist who wrote and taught about sexual magical ritual practices. Sounds like an internet scam. It does. But this is way before the internet, so it was way easy to pull off. Okay, so you're sitting around in England, and this, like, Russian chick comes up to you, all mystical and literate, and is like, hey, you want to learn some sex? Oh, sorry, sorry. Would you like to learn about the six of the magics? Yes. <laughs> See? <laughs> That's the perfect scam. It writes itself. <laughs> okay, ingredients, we need moose and squirrel. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Look, it's about 30 years before Rocky and Bullwinkle. No. I don't get that reference. And I'm not having any sex that involves a moose and a squirrel. Wait, are you still in this? Because maybe. Uh-huh. What are they? Are we on the moose? And squirrel watches. Squirrel watches. No, squirrel is for cleanup. <laughs> nice plush fur. <laughs> uh, Very absorbent. <laughs> hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. <laughs> Again. Uh-huh. Now, here's something you're really gonna like. 
<laughs> Wrong hat. <laughs> I don't know my own strength. All right, so so far it's about her. I don't see any tips. I just assumed that they'd have like at least one example of, by the way, like if you say abracadabra and then like, I don't know, touch your own nipple, something good will happen. <laughs> I don't even know. Just give me some set. This is how stupid men are. Like strip clubs always have these elaborate exotic names. Like it's not just like girls getting naked. It's something special. Girls getting naked. Nah, it's all just girls getting naked. It's like, I thought this would be like something special. Sex is just sex. No, but this said magic. Yeah, it's pretty magical. No, tell me the tip. No, it's it's just normal. You just got excited when you read the name. Oh, well, how could you make sex magical? I mean, I guess you could use a growth spell. <laughs> levitate, levitate. <laughs> See, it rises by itself. <laughs> But I don't think I want to make anything disappear. I could make my girlfriend's horniness disappear. <laughs> <laughs> disappear. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I imagine it has a lot to do with... Yeah, there's nothing really that, now that I'm thinking about it, that magic would add to my benefit. I mean, is it sex is the goal anyways, right? <laughs> I mean, magic is probably like, see, you can have sex with her without actually touching her. No, 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 I want that part. We can make her disappear. No, 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 I need her there. What if you made the semen disappear so that way you could get her pregnant? Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> but that's called an operation. <laughs> snip, snip. It's not a vasectomy. Oh, that's Latin for uh, magical no baby. <laughs> it, that's the name of the spell. <laughs> vasectomy. It's in the occult magic. So they say I have a group here called the Brotherhood of the Golden Arrow, which I'm not joining any sex cult starts with the word brotherhood. Brotherhood's wrong on like several looks. At first you go, oh, it's a bunch of guys. No, no, no. They're brothers. <laughs> they consider themselves brothers <laughs> and they're a sex cult. That's just plain wrong. And yeah, I don't want to touch any of their golden arrows. Yeah, and that's my today's standards. This is 1932. <laughs> Imagine 1932. Hey, a bunch of me and the other brothers are going to start a sex cult. You want in? <laughs> Excuse me? That's ah, still better than the Brotherhood of Golden Showers. <laughs> uh, take the piss out of those guys. Yeah, it was in 1932 to 1935. <laughs> so they gave up on fucking each other after three years. After three years, they, <laughs> they ran out of butts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then there's Arnold Crumheller. According to someone, he taught sexual magic without ejaculation. Disappear! <laughs> Again, why would I want to do that? The orgasm is the one thing I don't want to make disappear. I want one where I pull multiple out. <laughs> yeah, something which keeps that feeling like forever. Like, no one pops the cap off a beer and then doesn't drink it. Mm. What's the point? You don't drive to your girlfriend's <laughs> house just to drive home. It's like when you get those old musicians talking about how they've discovered tantric sex. It's just like... Like, dude, if it takes you a little while to come now you've gotten older, that's just natural. It happens. That's just, that's not a good thing. That's, you're just getting old. <laughs> when you're young, it's too soon. When you're too old, it takes forever. In the middle, you just enjoy that time. Just enjoy what you've got when you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's nature's way of telling you to stop. You're not meant to. <laughs> you know how, like, when you pee, it sounds like a racehorse and it happens like five times a night? Yeah, that's related. Yeah. Dude, um, did we just, did Wikipedia, oh my god! Alright, I just randomly clicked there, but we might have to go back quickly. Just, if you okay. click on ejaculation, there is like a dude's throbbing cock jizzing. There is like four like pictures of frames taken of a dude ejaculating as their picture. Still frame of like, if it was Example a Example of an ejaculation. There's porn and there's more 
your dick. <laughs> this is just all like dicks jerking off. This is porn on Wikipedia. Uh, it's not artist. Oh no, there's a video. <laughs> <laughs> An ejaculation a, by a male. Oh no, no, it's a dolphin. It's a dolphin. Why, why does that make it more okay? Okay, let's. Why are we watching a dolphin jerk off? No, we're watching it. I think we are watching it. There's a, is that a dolphin cock? And it just came. Yeah, it just. In the ocean. It just drops. Oh, that'd suck. Like all that salty water up your japsai. <laughs> I think we found something like hands free ejaculation. Yeah, it's called like having a girlfriend. Yeah, I'll show you. Hey, baby, come in here. <laughs> something to do with tensing your butt. Okay, that's they did. Sorry, I was just reading that the uh, ejaculation without stimulation for hands free. They're saying that some men are capable of doing that. Is that a talent you share? Like that's not. Hey, I got guys. I got a cool party trick. Check this What's out. What's this? What's this? It truly is no hands. But that's not the sort of thing you brag about, is it? That sounds like a medical problem. You should probably get checked out. How does it even work? Are you like tensing or something? They say that it's by flexing their abdominal and buttocks muscles along with vigorous fantasizing, which I think that's a standard for any masturbation. You need vigorous <laughs> fantasizing. No, no, I was just, you know, doing some homework, you know, some algebra <laughs> and then flexing my buttocks and boom, that gets me there every time, right? Because this means they could do that on a bus. <laughs> They're just sitting there and you see them like, you know, going up and down the seat as like, you know, I'm doing mine now. Sounds like it would develop your abs as well. So all those guys with six packs, girls are like, check him out. Yeah, I bet he doesn't even need his hands. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he doesn't need a woman now. Okay, so we are officially away from magic and we're just looking at ejaculation, which is not a sentence I say often in my life. What the hell is this? Semen developed during puberty. Oh, your average volume. Is this per load? Okay, so... Time after. Time after first ejaculation in months. Average volume in milliliters. Liquefaction. Oh, look at that. So, liquefaction. So, even with zero, they still had 0.5 millimeters of semen. So, before... Like, that's your first... Milliliters. Load, I guess. But they didn't even ejaculate. And so, it just drizzled out. And there's no sperms in them. It says there. So, 12 months after first ejaculation... That's when you're locked and loaded. So you know how they say you can't get pregnant the first time? Totally true for women. But guys, <laughs> if your first time isn't with yourself, yeah, you get one free. Oh, you get like a uh, 12-month free money-back guarantee. All right, so we it found... It has these things like ejaculate is jelly-like and fails to liquefy. Ew. <laughs> Most samples liquefy. Some remain jelly-like. Stop using jelly-like. <laughs> That's not a word. Uh, ejaculate liquefies within an hour. Who's watching it an hour later? There's some Mine's scientists. gone like way before that. Like <laughs> seconds. Seconds. Yeah. Shame usually makes this stuff disappear very quickly. You have got to be very proud of that wank to keep it around. I keep it on the shelf as a reminder. So when you're a teenager, you first learn to masturbate. Some scientists come up to you and say, hey, can you do this in a beaker? <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good question. How do you get this stuff? Because you can't, like, jack off a child. Like, you can ask adults, like, hey, can you give a sample? But you can't be like, hey, you haven't hit puberty yet. Could you, like, jerk off? If you don't want to, I'll do it for you. That's how you go to jail. And it says after the first one. So presumably they were getting people who had never masturbated before and taking the data after the first time. So people were like, masturbation? I've never heard. I think it's, oh, dude, we're going to blow your mind. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is going to consume most of your free time now. So in other words, for two years from like, let's say 12 to 14, they're just getting this kid to go at what he was going to do anyways. Or is this like a bunch of mothers like sneaking into the room and just like collecting their socks? <laughs> well, here's the sock. Take your sample. <laughs> Think of the sperm concentration where it goes 20, 50, 70, and then jumps up to 300. I think a new girl started at school. <laughs> and that's million sperm per milliliter. Oh, and that's actually, if we go back up, sorry. So that means that's per milliliter. And they say the average volume. So at first you have 0.5 a milliliter and you have none. And then you end with 3.5 milliliter with 300 million sperm per milliliter. So that's like a thousand, that's a billion sperm. Wow. Within two years from zero to a billion. Boom. And you guys work hard. I know. And they say we're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing so much right now. Yeah, I am still flabbergasted. That that's essentially porn on Wikipedia. It's, it is. It's a money shot. There is an erect... There's two of them. <laughs> and it says video of ejaculation. That is actual porn. <laughs> There's porn on Wikipedia. If it's in the name of science, it's fine. Is this the sort of thing, like, I think I'm finally old enough. I've re- realized how old I am because I'm right now I'm going, do we report this? <laughs> Excuse me, dear Wikipedia, I enjoy your website thoroughly. Please check out Wiki Review, a podcast about it. But upon your page for ejaculation, which I was very excited to read about, I'm looking forward to having my own someday. <laughs> I discovered erectile penises jizzing some jelly-like substance. See, females can ejaculate too, and that's not on here. Yeah. That picture. We should start looking for it, shouldn't we? Yeah. We may have to go off page. <laughs> How do you add? <laughs> Squirting. <laughs> yeah, it might be there. You never know. Oh, God. All right. Um, I think I've seen enough cock for today. <laughs> So where are we on? Sex magic. All right, we, we, let's get away from sex magic. I think we've done every wank joke we can get away with. Yeah, it peaked at the penises. Yes. As soon as we got straight into ejaculation. All right. Oh my God, so where are we even on this? We didn't get far. We got to banishing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are banished. So we're up to banishing. We got sidetracked. We're looking right now. At, we were looking at techniques of magic and we didn't make it past the paragraph which said sex magic. Oh, um, sex magic. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's check that out. Yeah, what we missed was right before sex magic is yoga. Kind oh, of magic. That's a kind of magic. Apparently. Have you ever seen a woman do the splits? That's the thing that annoys me with stuff like that. Like yoga can have some benefit in helping people learn to stretch good. Because that's all it is. It's stretching. So you'll get better at stretching. It's good for your body. It's actually fitness. Why do they introduce all this magic bullshit in there as well? Because that's clearly not true. It just sounds like oh, you like yoga? Well, how about let's make it a religion? I just don't want my back to hurt. Because I can see how yoga would make you more flexible. That makes sense. But give you some sort of like spiritual experience? No, get the fuck out of here. That's stupid. Although, because I've done a bit of yoga, by which I mean like stretching before I do something like martial arts and when you've had like a really stiff back and they're like, you've got to push through it and they force you to really stretch it's like a godlike experience because that's like death. You have an out of body experience where you're looking down at yourself in this like pretzel like position, just going, God, that looks uncomfortable. I'm sure glad I'm not him. <laughs> and then when you don't die, you feel like, yeah, there's some sort of miracle involved. Yeah. Okay. By miracle, you mean morphine. Yes. <laughs> the body went to its happy place. <laughs> All right. So, banishing. That's where we're trying to get to. All right. So, banishing, it's a bunch of rituals to eliminate forces that might interfere with 
with the magical operation. Alright, so they're claiming it's a spell, but in order to do your spells, first we have to do this spell. This is the clear wipe. Yeah. Wipe down the surface before you use it. Sounds like the Scientology thing. Oh, you've got Mark Lars or whatever in your body and you have to get rid of them. No, they have something, a suppressive person or something. Okay. If you don't believe in Scientology, you're a suppressive person or an SP. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're SPs, gotcha. Yeah, we're total SPs. Yeah, classic SP. Basically haters. <laughs> you're either with us or you're hating. They see us rolling. We see them hating. So that's the people who interfere with magical operations. They're yeah. basically haters or suppressive people or whatever the hell you call them. Yep. So first you have to banish them. Now, does that count as magic? All right, my first magical trick is I'm going to get rid of anyone who doesn't believe me. You, get out. See, back in the day, banishing used to mean something. They'd actually put you on a donkey and like send you out into the desert. And you, like, could... you could die and shit. Yeah. Is banishing it... now means come back in a month. Yeah. It's not as banished as you could be. Where are you going to banish people to? Anywhere you banish them to probably has television. Like, uh, Amish people have shunning, which is essentially the same thing. Like, you can still live in the town, but no one will talk to you. And when you walk in a room, everyone turns their back on you. <laughs> I would find that fun first. <laughs> I know, right? I could see how it would get old quick. I could get used to being banished. That only works because they're a small community where they don't have TVs and stuff, so they all have to, like, talk to each other. So that's easy. In any major city, like we live in, if you wanted to banish someone, do you know how hard that would be? Because you'd tell, like, okay, every restaurant, you are not allowed to serve these people. Oh, my restaurant's struggling. I could use all the... But no, you can't. Why do I have to do what you say? That'd be funny if you just got shunned by society. You weren't allowed to go in anywhere. They had your picture up everywhere. <laughs> like you'd walk down the street and people would just like turn their back so they're not looking at you. Like everyone knew. Just anyone who can pull off a banishing today should be the head of some sort of marketing <laughs> or operation. They could be the next big marketing person. What makes you think that you have the experience to run this advertising company? I pulled off a successful banishing. Guy <laughs> starved to death in a week. That's great. Look at those numbers. You know, that correlates to millions of dollars with our product. That's where it would come undone in our society. Banishing. Brought to you by Pepsi. <laughs> Everyone who banishes you has a Pepsi hat on. <laughs> uh, I guess I gotta go to the Coke religion now. Well, the mass banishing just sounds like an episode of Black Mirror. What's that? Uh, it's kind of like a Twilight Zone show. Oh, okay. But that would be right up the alley. I don't know if they've done a banishing episode yet, but I could picture them doing it. But they should. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the storylines have to do with fucking with your eyes in some way. Say what? They put something up where it's either a Recording everything you see or putting up artificial things that you see or so cameras for someone else. It's always eyes. Stuff. People see stuff. Yeah. And it's all technology driven. All right. Well, fair enough. I mean, it's a TV show. They can't really do one where you smell something all the time. No. Unless you can see a faint line on their upper lip. <laughs> uh, I know what they're smelling. So other than banished, you can be purified. Oh. Purification. Because after you get rid of them, then you have to purify the place. Well, I figure that would be an alternative. You could be banished or purified. Well, I thought it would be like you have to purify everything after you've banished like you know first get them out and then clean the mess that they made like when a four-year-old like destroys the living room first get the kid out of there then clean up the dirt they put everywhere and knowing this religion i would just be like look purification does it involve ejaculation of any kind <laughs> are you gonna ask that about everything we do <laughs> yes well yes. i clearly have to after lesson nine <laughs> uh, no more surprises <laughs> Alright, mm. and they reckon purification is a complicated series of prayers. That ought to do it. <laughs> 
That's really lost me. Complicated series of prayers. That's like three words in there that are turn-offs for me. <laughs> I don't like any of those things. <laughs> I don't like any series that don't come up on Netflix. Complicated, that's not my thing. Prayers, yeah, you lost me. <laughs> and I like that. It's specifically complicated prayers. Not like the easy ones. These are like hard ones. Like even experienced prayers would have trouble. This is like, you know, your advanced level. Mm. <laughs> okay, so so far we've had two lots of spells and no actual magic. No, I don't think they give you spells on the Wikipedia page. They should, but they don't. Uh, that'd save some time. Yeah, because then we could just say some magic spells and see if they work. Well, like, yeah, they can't put it up because then we'd test it. <laughs> Maybe they were put up and that's... <laughs> why they're not there next we have consecration isn't that like when you have sex I thought that was when you die no that's um you oh, that's about, like, making it holy what? yeah I was thinking of cremation yeah you were I was gonna say you're thinking of the ashes thing I couldn't think of the word no isn't it making something holy consecration is an equal I'm just gonna read it okay yeah that's probably <laughs> the easiest way I know our style is to look at a word and then just argue over what it means <laughs> and then the, move on <laughs> but the answer's actually right here uh, no let's just argue then talk about the <laughs> matrix terminator <laughs> and and move on to the next thing. QDJ Cell, see you next fortnight. Uh, <laughs> consecration is an equally important magical operation. It is essentially the dedication, usually of a ritual instrument or space to a specific purpose. In Magic, book four, chapter 13, Crowley writes some crap. Okay, so I said that we had the answer right there and we clearly don't. No. What well, says a instrument or Base. So isn't that making something holy? Yeah. Be like blessing something. Oh yeah, that, that sounds right. So if you bless a space or an item, an yeah, object. Yeah, so like we make these grounds holy. Yeah. Or we make this cup holy. Oh, the microphone. We should do that. Make the microphone <laughs> holy. Sim Sim Salabim. May everything you record be gold. <laughs> it was already working. <laughs> uh, uh, now it sounds weird. Yeah. I think we broke it. <laughs> And then everything goes high-pitched and crackly. <laughs> Stupid magic. Uh, we need to purify it. I feel magic was one of the X-Men, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? But that might have been with just a K, not a C. Yeah. He put the extra... Like, nothing needs a C and a K. I'm just going to put it out there. It have, is a little greedy. Yeah, have you ever seen, like, how, like, German people spell stuff? No C. It's actually a useless letter. You don't need Cs <clears throat> at all. Use S or K. Always works. He just wanted it to sound more, like, old-timey. And also, it's a longer word. Oh, magic. No, no, no. I do magic. Complicated. Well, he had some guy coming up to him and going, hey, how are we meant to smell magic? Because I want to do it with a C and Steve wants to do it with a K. Guys, guys, you can both win. <laughs> <laughs> We're just never going to reach a consensus on this. We're just going to have to put them both in. <laughs> it definitely does seem like it's like a group decision. I'm trying to figure out how to put a number in there. Hey. Madge to eek. <laughs> <laughs> it does make the word too long. Words are usually made cooler by making them short. Yeah, you need some abreeves. How can you extend the phrase abreeve? <laughs> you made it longer. <laughs> I reckon probably one of the best, not abbreviations, but like condense of words is like if you take the phrase, do you know what I mean? That's like, do you know what I mean? That's six words. Can condense it down to two syllables. You know what I mean? Nami. 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 <laughs> Rappers get that out. Exactly. Two syllables. <laughs> Nami. <laughs> Six words. <sighs> That's what our generation has essentially done. We've we just shortened everything. It's awesome. We've saved so much time. I know. Time to do what? I don't know. Look at stuff on the internet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Memes, apparently. We're really the uh, generation of conjunction. Conjunctors, we call ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> 
frenemy. You're we welcome. S- we see your words. We don't need all of them. <laughs> we Just only parts need- of the word. Yeah, half each. Cut it down. Christ eternity. Okay, so we've had banish, purify, consecrate. All of which are just like how to make things magical. There's no actual magic yet. No. But I'm really positive about the next one. Invocation. Inv- which I think that is. And I think I completely pronounced that word wrong. That's how I would have pronounced it. Because it's probably like incantation. That's the word I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But invocation is the bringing in or identifying with a particular deity. Okay, so no, it's not. <laughs> identifying with a particular deity or spirit. What spirit do you identify with? Vodka. <laughs> that doesn't count. I identify with like pick a god. That's not magic. That's just saying like picking your fantasy football team. I identify with Jesus because my dad's more successful than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're not going to like how your life ends. I don't know what you people did to him, but he hasn't been the same since. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get crucified for something someday. Crucifixions have really gone out of fashion after that, haven't they? I don't know how much longer they lasted because he wasn't the last person to be crucified. But I think the T-shaped crucifixions really went out with Jesus and uh, the Roman Empire. Yeah, when the Roman Empire fell, a lot of things went out. Yeah, I bet everyone was bummed. Like, you mean there's no more crucifixions? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> okay, so this is mainly about getting a guardian angel. That's what invocation is essentially what he's saying. This is like, you know, picking your, your angel or your demon or whatever and being like, that's my boy, he's going to look after me. Do you believe a guardian angel watches over you? I wish Chuck Norris would. <laughs> if I could pick a deity, Chuck Norris. He will get done whatever I need. He will. He would have already done it before you need it. But he's still alive. Now, I'm going to go with Burt Reynolds. He uh, passed away last year. Great man. Great mustache. Knows how to drive a Trans Am. I don't know what else you need in life. Wears a cowboy hat <laughs> appropriately. So I'm going to say, Burt Reynolds, do you have a deity that you'd pray to? That you'd conjure up as your guardian angel? I don't know. I mean, I'd want someone cool, but I bet I've got someone lame. <laughs> that's true. Like, that's who I'd want. But it's probably like Urkel. Yeah. <laughs> he's still around though. Now, mine's probably like Alice from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> which, you know. Is she still around? God, I hope not. Like, for her sake. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope she passed away peacefully. She did a great job as an actress. Just how old would she have to be? I know she played a trucker in the Brady Bunch movie that they did in the 90s. Oh, so it's very possible. But then again, that's like 20 years ago. Yeah. A lot of people have died in the past couple of years. They have. They have. We've even lost Hugh Hefner since then. And Stan Lee. See, those are two people I thought were just going to live forever. They've just been old my whole life. <laughs> exactly. When I was born, they were old. Yeah. How are you still here? I'm old now. So I'm old the same as the guy who was old when I was born. The people that if I see young pictures of them, I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> oh, yes, it's so true. I think the biggest bumming out about uh, having a guardian angel is it's probably like one of your dead relatives that, <laughs> you, that you don't even know. Like, because I don't know anyone beyond like some of my grandparents. Have you ever met a great grandparent? Yes, I have actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about a great great? Like, you know, like. Just, no, that's, that's pushing it. Yeah, that's pushing it. Like, someone who's like, you know, your great 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 grandfather mm. is like on your shoulder protecting you. And he's just pissed off because you don't even know he existed. <laughs> and that would explain a lot about how my life works. <laughs> Why isn't the guy protecting me? Because you don't even know me! It is interesting as a kid when you meet a great-grandparent. Because you kind of meet him and it's like, Hey, this is your great-grandmother. She'll be dead next week. Yeah. (laughs) Get in. For a limited time only. It's very important you meet her so that you can understand that, like, one day you too will be frail. (laughs) But no, I did have my great-grandfather on my mom's dad's side. Oh, wow. He survived, I think, until I was about 20 or 21. Wow. So I still had a great till then. And it's great 
you have a good buffer. You know, there's still a couple of generations. I'm that far removed from him that yeah. it's not really to be taken personally. And I'm looking at him like, I hope I have these genes. <laughs> That's good, yeah. yeah. Like, like, there's opportunity, <laughs> possibilities. My real question, though, is, so it's your great-grandfather. How many merit badges did he earn in the Hitler Youth? <laughs> Now this was on the English side. Ah, okay. <laughs> but I think he actually did fight Nazis. Oh, that's cool. Is that how they met? Because <laughs> that would be romantic. So that's incantations or whatever. So you got evocations, which is the opposite. So that's like so getting, it's rid getting ready for your guardian angel. Yeah. Oh no, you're invoking something. To invoke is to call in, just as evoke is to call. Fourth? What's the it's difference? It's the same thing. Is this like a flammable and inflammable deal? It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. This is definitely a fire extinguisher moment. That doesn't make any sense. They're saying the same thing. And he keeps using the word microcosm, macrocosm. Oh, it's like uh, microeconomics and macroeconomics. Okay. Well, uh, micro means small and macro means big. So maybe that's the difference. Like if you're going to evocate something, hmm. it's like big. Because it says here, you invoke a god into the circle. You evoke a spirit into the triangle. What circles yeah, and triangles? Yeah, don't get those mixed up. Do not put a god in a triangle. <laughs> they hate holy trinities. <laughs> okay, so if you're going to try and uh, conjure up a ghost or a spirit, you need a triangle. Not sure why. They just say this. Just trust that they did their research. Well, I've seen this. The next one, astral travel or astral travel. Oh, that's where like, you know, in your, in your dreams you go somewhere? Yes, that would be awesome to really do. Like if I could go somewhere and float into space, I could check out Mars. It's probably boring, but I could check it out anyway. You could go there. The point is you could go. I saw Stonehenge. I'm seeing Mars. <laughs> <laughs> but is it you travel in the real world? in your mind or is it that you're on the astral plane which is just like a place that's not anywhere I figure a spirit leaves my body and it can just like fly and go places hopefully really fast because it's going to be really tedious getting to Mars otherwise yeah because if it takes like the speed of light it takes well, like 5-10 minutes to get there which if it just travels at the speed of like a Boeing like because I, I would imagine my spirit would move that quick because I'm not that fast like if you're going to go check out Mars you're going to be out of your body for like 4 years yeah <laughs> you come back and you're like in a box that buried you <laughs> thinking you, you just didn't wake up or you've got like you're in a coma so they put you in a hospital with tubes oh my god he's awake we thought we'd lost you dude went to Mars <laughs> wasn't that great should have checked out Venus <laughs> see what's under the clouds okay so if that's the way things work if astral travel is like a real thing why didn't NASA ever try and like instead of set spending billions of dollars sending some robot up there why didn't they just get a bunch of hippies to like check it out for they did. The robot came back with more data. <laughs> a lot more reliable. Oh no, they're just fact-checking the hippies. I'd like the idea that they say that like the rover discovered this on Mars, which confirms what the hippies told us. <laughs> we knew all this stuff was on Mars back in the 50s. Never left the Earth, but we had these hippies who could go there. I would love to see a picture come back from Mars with an alien staring into the camera with like this what-the-fuck look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I like it took this and then it went blank that's the last thing we saw <laughs> just an angry looking alien you know what happened I like the idea too that like he's got like a newspaper under his arm he's next to his mailbox like he just came out to get the paper he's like what the fuck is that <laughs> I remember I saw in a movie they had something with a Mars rover that's going over and it runs out of battery and stops just before this canyon that has like a whole city in it you know this voiceover going that's three billion dollars well spent boys <laughs> 
I mean, if I was a teenage Martian, yeah, I my pastime would be baseball batting like Mars rovers. Yeah. Like sneaking up because they don't have full 360 views, I don't think. Like mm. the cameras face certain ways. So you can sneak up on them and boom. Or you just like poke it because that's like four days to fix up for them. Yeah. Like, what happened? Oh my God, check every data feed. What's going on? Come back four days later and just push it again. Eucharist? That sounds like Body of Christ stuff, isn't it? The little biscuit that they give you at church. Isn't that a wafer? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever, dude, I don't care. <laughs> the Greek word for Thanksgiving. Okay. But in magic. Oh, so it's a bigger meal. I'm in for that. Rock on. Native Americans. Corn. Turkey. Important. Yeah, divine sacraments. Oh, yeah, so it totally is the wafer. You're right. Yeah. What? So this is like when you eat stuff that is like magic, I guess. You eat magical stuff and you drink magical stuff. And it embodied by various deities. So this is just like straight out, yeah, blood of Christ stuff. Yeah, but unless they're mushrooms, I'm not buying it. <laughs> but I do like that this is open because it's not like, oh, like it's Jesus's body. This is like, you know, hey, pick one. They call it the cake of light. That oh. is an awesome name. I like that. I'd try some cake of light. It does kind of sound like a diet cake though. It does, doesn't it? No, no, where's your death by cake light? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the light. Where's the cake of dark? Where's your devil's fruit cake? <laughs> Let me at it. No, if I'm going to Eucharist some food, I don't know, like Cthulhu or something? That'd be good. Have some Cthulhu. There'd be a lot of meat on there. I think you'd have to do it with sushi. Who wants tentacles? Ooh, squid balls. Oh, and we're up to yoga. Yeah, yoga is a big part of their belief. Really? Apparently. I suppose in 1900, where yoga, and you don't have the internet, <laughs> yoga in England would be rather mystical. <laughs> what is the difference between yoga and Pilates? Difference between yogurt and gelatis is one's like ice cream. <laughs> and one is like sour milk. Fair enough. <laughs> Did I answer your question completely? <laughs> it's a good answer, isn't it? <laughs> Probably the closest I was going to get from you anyway. Yeah, what did you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the spelling, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want from me? Yeah, no, yoga is just yoga in this, though. Have you seen those yoga studios where they do, like, the hot yoga? Oh, that sounds like the most horrible idea. Yeah, it's, it's basically you're in a sauna or in a room with, like, heaters blaring. Yeah. While you do yoga. While you stretch. And you're in a room with other people. That's probably the most important thing. Like, you're not just in a sauna by yourself doing a stretch. There's, like, 30 people in a room sweating their balls off. <laughs> and you're all like, yeah, I paid to be here. It'd be funny to see you there like you who gets pissed off anytime I turn off the air conditioner <laughs> I am sweating right now as we speak because you turn the aircon off and then you're like imagine going to hot yoga I'd be sweating before I even got in there I'd come in sweating they'd be like we haven't even turned the heater on yet no I'm good this is a good temp we can leave it here yeah you'd collapse with heat stroke in a second I've done martial arts most martial art gyms will have heavy air conditioning because it gets really hot but there are some that have a belief that you should have it hot oh no and I've never never come closer to death than being punched in the face when I'm already sweltering in like 30 something degrees. Could you imagine having to do a boxing match within the middle of a ring as one of those big heat lamps? Oh, just fight around the heat lamp? <laughs> yeah. Like I'd be in the corner the whole time just like <laughs> leaning over. I'd try to stay close to them so that like the punches would have like a little wind. <laughs> Look, I'll fan you if you fan me. I'll do a deal, okay? Throw some hooks. You would like pass out first even though one punch hadn't even connected with you. <laughs> just be a knockout. <laughs> standing there just like getting as close as I can so that I can get the real wind off each punch. It's like none's hit him yet. Nah, I'm done. That's I'm, I'm good. You sweated so much that you went down a weight class. <laughs> it's no longer fair for him to fight. <laughs> he didn't hit him, but he went down because he slipped over his sweat puddle. Grossest boxing match ever. Okay, so he says it's good to do yoga because you got to have your body good and stretching and stuff. 
Yeah, and then after like six lessons of this, he's like, on to masturbation. <laughs> all right, now that we can all reach our own penises with our mouths. <laughs> he's like, by the end of this class, you'll be able to suck it. <laughs> you won't need anyone. <laughs> yeah, that anal intercourse class, it's not about other people. It's still the masturbatory class. <laughs> divination. That's finding stuff, isn't it? I don't know. Isn't it dividing things? The art of divination is generally employed for the purposes of obtaining information that can guide the adept in his great work. There you go, obtaining information, finding things. Like reading books? Yeah. That's the worst superpower ever. Well, I was thinking of like people with those divinate, like what are those rods? Oh, diviner rods. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. Because they're finding stuff and they're finding information. Same deal. That's exactly it, actually. No, you're right. Because that's obtaining information. So diviner rods are a part of this. So if you've ever used diviner rods, you're an occultist. If you've used diviner rods, you're an idiot. If they worked, you're a bigger idiot. (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh, bibliomancy, bibliomancy, like Bible and necromancy without the necro. It sounds like Bible killing. Read like your Bible bash too hard. This is when you read random passages from a book, such as the Bible, and then you get meaning out of it. Like, you know, oh, I need a sign. I need information. Well, just open the Bible and read something. I've heard of people who, when they have a problem, will just go to a random page in the Bible and use that as advice. That's it. Bibliomancy. But to me, it's just like 90% of the shit in that book doesn't even make sense how is it going to tell you anything because of where it sits in like people's brains of how it's helpful and insightful you can read any line out of the bible and find something in it that means something to you but you could also do the same for any book if you Mm. believed it was like the bible green eggs and ham this is exactly the same as tarot cards which is another one they've got there yeah tarot cards are very vague uh like what are they called the just general statements that you can make about people like i sense you used to argue with your parents when you grew up uh, all the cold reading stuff. Oh, we covered it in our eponymous laws episode. I remember there was something like that. The something effect. Oh. Dunning-Kruger effect. There you go. I think that was it. That sounds right. The most referenced episode we've ever done. Yeah, true. It keeps coming up. Yeah, you're going to hold me to that, aren't you? Yes. Because <laughs> I gave it shit. <laughs> you gave it shit, but you keep mentioning it. That's true. I feel it needs all the plugging it can get. <laughs> Check it out, guys. It's actually good. It's probably the most factual one we've done. Because there's no hints on what everything is because it's all based on people's names. Ah, Kabbalah and the Tree of Life. Ooh, Tree of Life sounds cool. What's Kabbalah? I've heard that a lot. Is that like yoga? No, I think it's a mystical thing. Ah. Wasn't it the bands that people wore around their arm? That sounds right. Yeah, Kabbalah. Kabbalah bands. Because they'd absorb the negative energy, and when they got full, they would fall off by themselves. I thought those were fuck bracelets, and you can only take them off after you've had sex or something, or if they get ripped, that means you're going to have sex. I don't know. Probably there's a a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of people were yelling stuff, Garth. Tree of Life. I think I might know what this is. You probably don't. Yeah, it's like their belief that the whole world's like on a tree. Really? Yeah, this is part of the Flat Earth Society from before when it was normal to think the Earth was flat. And there's like a city beside that tree. So there's a whole city under Earth. You just have to climb down the tree. You just have to walk to the edge, go over the mountains, because apparently there's mountains all around the side. That's why no one ever finds the edge of the Earth. It is actually flat. It's just that you can't climb over the mountains to get out. So how come there's no planets on top of our trees? Because we've got sky and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, we're at the top. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Unless the bottom of the other one is like blue. That's a really good point. Humans have argued to the death about, no, 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 the earth is flat. There's stuff underneath it. Why isn't there anything on top of it? Oh, because we're on the top. (laughs) It's a great statement about humanity. We're absolutely the top one. We thought we were the center of the universe for a long time. I just like you bringing that point up to a flat earth and they're like, you know, if the earth is on a tortoise that's on elephants, that's above a river. Is there anything above us? No, don't be an idiot. (laughs) That's stupid. You're stupid. Ha ha ha!
<laughs> so this tree of life is somehow important to occultism. Not sure how, but there it is. Well, the whole planet's on it. That's how it's important. That's true. And looking at the picture, shouldn't we at least see like the branches? Because the tree is holding up the flat earth, but the branches go around it. There should be leaves above us. People from down there come up here and go, oh, your trees have branches? <laughs> we just have these giant stumps everywhere. Very little oxygen. Very little oxygen. We don't get it's a lot of light down here. Yeah. Probably because of the flat earth above us. Yeah, how do they breathe? If they can't be any leaves and they can't photosynthesize. Whole mm. system falls apart. Oh yeah, but there's like so much space that it's okay. It's eternal. There's nothing but space around it, I guess. Oh. No, a lot of people believe in a tree of life though. Really? Ancient Iran, ancient Mesopotamian, Buddhists, China. Chinese. Christians. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Can That's we... Mormons. Yeah, can we look at this now? I want to hear that Mormons are flat earthers. It's in the Book of Mormon. I didn't know that. No, but I think it's just a magic tree. Okay, the vision was received in a dream by the prophet Lehi and later envisioned by his son Nephi or Lehi and Lehi and Nephi how are they Nephi pronounced? and Nephi I think that's yeah. right and they wrote the first book of Nephi the vision includes a path leading to a tree symbolizing salvation yeah you're right with an iron rod along the path whereby followers of Jesus may hold to the rod and avoid wandering off the path into the pits why do you need to hold onto the rod if there's a path why am I trying to find plot holes in Mormonism leave those guys alone they're nice so like our Jesus has a stick <laughs> Kick your ass. Well, <laughs> <laughs> our Jesus is stronger than yours. No, ours has a stick. Go to the Mormons and their tree of life. All right, so that's Kabbalah. I was really hoping we're going to have some, like, actual magic, but so far, no. No, they never tell you anything. But, oh, I'm very hopeful about this next thing. Magical weapons. Ooh, like a lightsaber. <laughs> Yes, Ben, like a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars is magic. That's not science. Yeah, well, it had to be magic. It was a long time ago. Yeah, far, it, far away. Yeah, they didn't have any science. Science was so far away and so in the future. <laughs> they had space wizards. Yeah, well, that's what Jedis are, space wizards. And only they have the lightsabers, right? Which are their magic wands. Yeah, they're like the Harry Potters of that galaxy. <laughs> All right, so this is saying that you can have a magical weapon. And he uses the example of pen, ink, and paper. Which is like the lamest you could possibly make oh, a magical right. weapon. I want a sword. They got a sword there. Okay. Or a dagger. Dagger sounds like it'd be easier to carry around. And if it's magic, it doesn't have to be long. That's true. It'll do its own thing. I've always wanted to, like, I've got swords and weapons of that kind. I've always wanted to get like an incantation or something. Like, no, this is a magic weapon now. <laughs> Unless it fires like lightning bolts, I don't care. <laughs> I know. Does it do anything magical? It's blessed. I could picture you showing me that weapon going, look, it's magical. And I'd just roll my eyes at it. <laughs> and then I shoot a fireball out. Like, ah, oh, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> All right, cool. You got me. You got me. <laughs> what else have you got to go? I got an oil lamp and a bell. Why, why did you do that? It's all I had on me when the guy was blessing things, all right? <laughs> See why you led with the sword. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't ask for follow-ups. <laughs> Ironically, I've killed more people with the lamp. <laughs> I love that they actually have to point this out. There is no hard and fast rule for what is or isn't a magical weapon. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Anything's a weapon if you hit someone with it or three throw it at someone. Yes. Everything's a weapon if you use it properly and everything's magical if you choose it to be. <laughs> if a magician considers it such a weapon, then it is. So my swords are magical. Oh wait, I don't think they are. Damn it. Foiled by my own petard. Let's say you met a wizard and they said they would make one of your swords magical. What would you want it to do? Oh, well, the first thing you'd want is, can you just make it so I win everything with it? Well, let's just put that in as a standard. Let's say you've got to customize it. So what do you want it to shoot? It's oh, got to okay. shoot something. Like it can do a bunch of different things. All right. I wanted to shoot Skittles. 
Skittles. Skittles. I love Skittles. That'd probably be a better choice because how often are you going to use the fireball? The Skittles you will use every day. Exactly. Several times a day. And you'd remember that guy. He walks in, he points a sword at you, and then you get Skittles. That solves whatever conflict you have. This guy is now my friend and he's enthralling me. I need to know more. You just come out, draw your sword and like taste the rainbow. <laughs> Oh, my superhero catchphrase has been found. You're about to get in a sword fight with somebody and all of a sudden Skittles just shoot into your face. You'd be like, what the fuck? I'm still going to fight you, but can we discuss this first? I need to know what's going on. You brought Skittles to a sword fight? (laughs) Ironically, that's not like bringing a knife. That's like bringing a gun. That's a step up. It would be distracting having Skittles fire at you. Yeah, blind you with taste. And also Skittles are pretty hard. Like that's the one candy that if you hit someone with them, you could probably kill them if it was hard enough. I didn't say how quickly they come out. It could, like, shoot holes in brick walls if it's fast enough. I'd just go with invincibility. That would be great. You know, you hold this sword, you won't ever die and you kill everyone you want to. The blanket rule of magic. Well, they said you can have the option. You can either be invisible with it, like you can turn it off and on, or you can fly. Oh, flight versus invisibility. Um, I'd probably go with the flight. Yeah, I'd probably go with the flight too. Yeah. Invis- it sounds like I'd use it more. Invisibility always feels like it's not going to be as good as you'd think it would be. It's very limited, because I'm not exactly stealthy. I may be invisible, but you can hear me. <laughs> I wheeze. I cough constantly. I cannot creep through a house. I know this because every night I come home late from a gig and Ali's asleep. I got to creep into bed. She wakes up immediately. <laughs> I can't even close a door quietly. You think invisible me? Oh, no one knows I'm here. They're all sitting there going, I can't see anyone, but someone's definitely here. <laughs> I mean, I'd like it for when Shannon asks me to mow the lawn. Invisible, you can't see me. Does the sword go invisible as well? I'd hope so. Yeah, otherwise she'd just look at the sword and go, Ben, I know you're there. And also, do your clothes go invisible? Because that's the old invincible uh, trick where everyone who goes invisible has to take their clothes off. So everyone who's invisible is naked. And I don't want to be naked with a sword. No, the clothes do turn invisible, but I'd probably just be naked anyway. <laughs> that's more my choice. <laughs> that's just, I turn invisible, you're like, huh, so you have to be naked for it to work? Nope. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> Although flying with the sword has its own dangers as well. Because does the sword fly and you just hold on to it? Or do you have to ride it like a broomstick? Because <laughs> that's not good oh, for swords. <laughs> the landing might be rough. Oh, You want a nice gentle landing. If you're not circumcised, you will be. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if you're flying along with a sword, people would mistake you for a missile pretty quick. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you'd become a target immediately. But how badass would you look taking your sword and slicing the missile in midair and oh. then going back to riding it. You'd be like, wow, that guy's cool. Hey, is it raining Skittles? You would be the most popular superhero if you could make it rain Skittles. Like, imagine that. You save the day and then just Skittles land everywhere. Until you get that letter from the Skittles company, Mr. Remington, please stop. You're ruining our sales. Your unauthorized reproduction of our trademarked candy is illegal <laughs> and we will press charges. Oh, I wish I could turn invisible now. Then they confiscate the sword and they just put it in their factory pumping out Skittles. Skittles. That's how you end up making money. You go to the Skittles people and go, you know, I can just make these out of nothing. <laughs> just give me a decent wage and I'll make them all for free. No more ingredients required. You'll save millions. Hey, if you say no to this, I can still change it to the M&M's one. <laughs> I like the idea of being in the M&M's factory going, yeah, I can do chocolate, caramel, crispies. For some reason it won't do peanut. <laughs> I haven't mastered that level of sorcery yet. What if you like had your Skittles sword and then it went through a period where it was only shooting out yellow ones? <laughs> Sorry, sometimes it gets clogged. (laughs) You're just like emptying this pile of yellow ones onto the floor. (laughs) 
until like other colors start coming out. Like, there you go. All right, we're good now. We're back. <laughs> Just like hitting it every now and then. See, that's, yeah. Do you have control over the kind of Skittles that come out? Like, can I just get the pink ones? They're the good ones. If I just shot out pink ones, then I'd be extra loved by everyone. Yeah, that would be kind of a disappointment. Like, I could shoot Skittles, but only the yellow ones. <laughs> You'd never use it, would you? Oh, this is like my dagger that shoots black jelly beans. <laughs> Don't get me started on my axe that only shoots out black cats. <laughs> that would be horrific if you're going to fight someone and there's just like black jelly beans coming out everywhere. I don't want any part of what's happening right now. There are some colors when it comes to candies and lollies and stuff that are just terrible. You have your blacks, your whites. I don't mind the whites it, on a lot of things. It's usually coconut. Oh yeah. No, I'm thinking more clear, which is like lemonades. Yeah, clear's all right. Clear is fine. White is a cautionary tale. You're absolutely right. Yellows and greens are never popular. They're sort of like, well, I'm already in it, like to mix up the palette. Pink is always amazing. Red and orange are usually solid colors. Though red, you can sometimes get like strawberry, raspberry. Or that hot cinnamon flavor thing, which is the most disgusting, regrettable thing you can ever have in your mouth, especially when you expect it to be strawberry. Orange is always orange though. Yes. You know, it's solid. I always trust orange. (laughs) You can have confidence in orange. Yeah. Anytime I see something, I always go for the orange flavor because I know it's the most likely I'm going to like it. Yellow can can sometimes be banana though but you're putting up a risk because you're expecting banana and you taste lemon like you're in that skittle now you got to finish it and it's green lime for skittles yeah mm. but it could also be apple apple's not bad there's no confidence though yeah you can't bite in confidently expecting apple <clears throat> and then, no one wants a citrus mm. except orange if someone offered me like a bunch of lollipops and said pick one I wouldn't pick the yellow one yeah no no or the green one no then there's those um colors that are very like maroon who knows what you're getting yeah. is it a berry the cola flavor is usually good. Yes. So basically a magical sword that shoots lollies would be awesome. That'd be your magical weapon. I think that's the most useful thing I'd want it out of a weapon. It would solve all my problems. Yeah, the magical formula. Yeah, so that's the next thing. We've magical weapons, but like this... I like thought, potions? That's what I thought. But it says here, a magical formula is generally a name, word, or series of letters whose meaning illustrates principles and degrees of understanding that are often difficult to relay using other forms of speech or writing. So no, not like potions so words words aren't potions no that's a disappointment vibration of god names which that's is like, like blood. <laughs> yeah. and how do you vibrate while saying god's name is that like a sex thing again i'm sure anyone who's got a vibrator at home has had that happen yeah said god while vibrating yeah. god! <laughs> that's better there we go we got there in the end described in liber o <laughs> see they know they know and that's just basically saying a deity's name or something thing to make them appear or whatever okay or, like bloody mary <laughs> or beetlejuice yeah there you go <laughs> yeah hey he could be my guardian angel <laughs> beetlejuice yeah let's pick beetlejuice i think you've got like one more you can say yours doesn't count does it to my count it does it we just said it three times together but and he's not here all right all right i think we're good beetlejuice 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 oh no <laughs> i'm out of here have you ever done the Bloody Mary thing where you stood in front of a mirror and said Bloody Mary? No, I've never done that. I had to prove to someone that it was stupid. You had to do it. Or no, I didn't have to do it. But you wanted to show them that they were stupid. Well, they were going on about how they would never do it, never chance it like that. And I was like, there's a mirror there. And then I said it three times and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened. We're fine. It's years ago. It's never come up again. Yeah. The version I heard <clears throat> was Candyman because there was a movie called Candyman. And if you say Candyman three times in the mirror, the exact same thing happens. And I don't know why people would think something in a movie was real. It's stupid. You may as well be afraid of Freddy Krueger. Just more to the point, nothing comes out of mirrors. 
Maybe Bloody Mary rocks up, but she smashes the mirror on the way out. That would make way more sense and be terrifying. Oh, scary as hell. Like someone comes out of the mirror. That's like, that's pretty cool and terrifying. But if like shards of mirror coming at you at the same time, you're like, God damn it. That's creepy. So what did you think of this page? What magical rating are you going to give it? <laughs> oh my gosh. First off, Ben, we made it to the bottom of the page. We did all the way. I don't think we've done that in the last 10 episodes. <laughs> I think we've barely done it in the last 50 <laughs> four or something. <laughs> I don't think we have either. So and we even up. had time for the ejaculation page on the side. I know, right? <laughs> I thought this was fun. I definitely enjoyed it. Entertainment wise, this is great. Not what I expected. I was definitely looking for some like magic, some cool stuff. Didn't really have it, but it was definitely fun. We gotta do like list of spells or something like that. Yeah, we'll have to go into another list of, I guess. <laughs> you guys are just waiting for that. <laughs> so I'd have to probably rate this a jelly-like out of a possible Skittle. That sounds disgusting. I know, right? <laughs> it sounds like ejaculating on Skittles. Because I thought it was going to be like a Skittle. This was going to be sweet. It was going to be a nice, tough chew. We're going to get through it and learn some cool stuff. But it was just jelly-like. It was gross. We learned that a dude taught people how to jerk off for magic. <laughs> so you essentially think you were going to get Skittles, but you ended up with a mouthful of cum. Yeah. Metaphorically speaking. <laughs> Is that the white Skittle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it's slightly yellow. <laughs> this one's saltier than the others. <laughs> Ew, gross. Okay, that's how I'd have to sum up this page. Had a great time, but uh, it's not what I came here for. Ben, what did you think? All right, well, Alistair Crowley was born in 1875, and he's the one who started this whole Thelma nonsense and decided to use both C and K to spell magic. <laughs> So I'll do my rating out of 1875 then. Fair enough. And he's the Uncle Fester guy we've been talking about the whole time. If you're not keeping up. And so out of that, I would probably give it uh, 200. Really? I don't know. I think this is a weak page. We've been doing a lot of uh, high ratings lately. So I'm glad we can at least say like, we're not just guys who give out five stars all the time. Yeah. It's like, we've been doing some good pages lately. It's nice to do something that's crap. Yeah. We need to trip up a little bit. Let you know we're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've covered a lot of pseudosciences on this show, and I don't think this is the biggest or the craziest. <laughs> That's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because don't get me wrong, it's pretty freaking crazy. Oh, it is crazy, and it incorporates a lot of different things. And even the normal things it incorporates, it makes kind of crazy and weird. This is like first edition David Icke. Yeah. Like, David Icke went and like developed from here. I mean, I do like a good sex cult as much as the next guy. <laughs> and I'm kind of interested in learning about magic anal. <laughs> the magic of it, huh? Yeah, I'd probably skip the first few classes, but I might check that one out. Now, I hope you were paying attention in the last 10 classes because it's all relevant. No, no, I thought, yeah, it was an all right page, but still, I'm going to give it a low rating. No, that's fair enough. Uncle Fester, you disappointed us. Uh, so what else have we got? We're going to do the plugs for the episode. Giselle, YouTube channel, which is Humidor. Yep, check out Humidor. Well, actually, you know, I keep saying check it out. If you don't want to, don't. I don't want to push <laughs> you around, you know. Like, There's great selling it here. <laughs> you know, if you want to, you can it's there it's fun but if you don't want to i mean like <laughs> who am i to say to check it out and you see here i'm sitting here just wishing that you'd talk to me about doing this anti-selling 
before, <laughs> before we did the episode. Yeah, I probably should have, yeah. As usual, I didn't think, I just spoke. Like, watch it, don't. It's there. But yeah, like, every week, well, every episode, we're here going, you gotta check it out. I don't like to tell people what to do. It's not very nice. Well, yeah. I do, so check it out. Well, there you go, guys. We're also on Facebook if you happen to want to talk to us. Yes, we're on Facebook, which is also Humidor, and humidor.com.au for everything else. Oh, maybe I could do it passive-aggressively. Mm. I mean, you can check it out, but you probably wouldn't, would you? I mean, you wouldn't even be bothered to, with something that awesome. I'll take it as a middle ground. All right, sweet. We're, on, we're back on board, people. <laughs> right, that was it. Facebook, YouTube. Website. Website. You can email us at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to everything. It's all in the show notes. Check it out. All right, well, that's been another magical episode of Wiki Review with a C and a K. With a C and a K. That's been all right. I've had fun. Yeah. Well, I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch you on the next Wiki review. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Yeah. <laughs>